Man, I, I'm so thankful to, to the band that played this morning. It just, like, when they play, it just feels good. Yeah, we can clap one more time. Like, that, it's just so talented and amazing. appreciate you guys so much. You know, we all love to go shopping and, and hear the Christmas music, and we play it in our vehicle while we're driving, and so we just, we love it, love it, love it. It's amazing, incredible. And so for us, you know, as Grace Church, there are things that we do that are a lot of fun, but man, don't, don't get us wrong. We absolutely are celebrating Jesus and his birth as our Savior and the Messiah. Uh, that is absolutely the number one priority, but we just like to have a great time doing that. And I know our worship band has been practicing very hard for this coming Tuesday for the Christmas Eve service. I mean, to, they have been working really, really hard. It's going to be top-notch. I'm telling you, uh, some of the stuff they're playing is, is going to be incredible. You're, you're not going to want to miss it, and you definitely are going to want to bring you know, somebody with you. Uh, I promise you they will be impressed on what's going on. And, and so in this... Uh, month, though, we've been doing a Family Matters series. Uh, we've been talking about family and the different aspects of family, uh, that you may have some time with family during the holidays, and, and they maybe are in town. They may be sitting right next to you this morning. I don't know, but uh, so we've been talking about uh, different aspects. So today we're going to be talking about church family uh, as well and what that looks like for us as a church. And, and so just th- there's a huge part that we often miss, and it's the fact that we need each other. Uh, we absolutely need one another as a church family. And so maybe you're newer to Grace Church. Maybe this is your first Sunday. Maybe you're newer. You've, been, you've come over the last month or last six months. And it's possible that when you first came the first several Sundays, you maybe thought, like, what's up with these people? Like, what, what's, what, what is this Grace Church all about? They're so glad that I'm here. Uh, in fact, they give high fives. Like, is this some kind of cult of happy people like what's what's the deal with this grace church and you know and so and, and I get it like I totally understand but that's you can see like week after week um, it's that's just who we are uh, we absolutely love you we love you know your friends and family we love our community we love each other that's what this is all about and and I know and just talking about church family and the importance of church family uh, I, I will never ever forget the story from just a few years ago when there was somebody in our church uh, who was in need, and it actually was the general manager of the movie theater. Uh, he had an opportunity uh, rise up for a different job in a different state, and so he had to move. Well, here in this town, in this area, he only had his immediate family, his wife and, and their three kids, and they were younger kids, and, he, and so they were going, you know, what are we going to do? We're going to move. How, how in the world are we going to move and pack all this up and, and get out of town? And, and so we stepped forward, like our church, several Several men from our church said, we know that you're moving, and so we, we showed up to help them move and load their truck. And here's the deal. Here's maybe why they were super thankful. They lived on the second story of an apartment complex. Like, come on, like, what's up? How many of you come, like, by raise of hand, second story, sofa, you've experienced that before. Yeah, forget about the sleeper sofa. Like, that's not coming down. Like, I'm sorry. You know, that's staying here. Uh, but man, I, I will never, ever forget moving them and loading up their stuff. And, you know, the, the wife, uh, you know, standing in the doorway, just tears just streaming down her face and her looking at each one of us, you know, that we're helping them and, and saying, we never would have been able to do this. 
And, I, and she literally said, I'm so thankful for my church family. And you will, we will always remember you. And so, man, oh my gosh, it even gives me goosebumps saying it now. And, and maybe you've been a part of that before. Uh, that's the type of church that we are. That's the type of family that we want to create here at Grace Church. And, and this is absolutely something that's biblical. And the Apostle Paul talked about this, how us as a church family relates to the body. And he creates this illustration in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12. He says, the human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. And he continues a few verses later in verse 17. He says, all of you together are Christ's body and each of you is a part of it. And so that's us. That's all of us right here. We are part of Christ's body. We are the individual parts that come together. And so we are a family here, and we're all part of God's family. And here at Grace Church, we love to be together. I don't know about you, but Sundays are one of my favorite days of the week. And I know our staff feels the same way because we get to be here, and we get to be with you, and we get to hear how you're doing and what God's doing in your life. And that's what church family looks like. We gather together on Sundays and we worship and we hear from God's word and we are encouraged. And this is actually God's design. He designed it this way. We are all his sons and daughters and he's designed it so that we come together as a family, as a whole, to be together and enjoy each other and just have a good time like we're having this morning. This is fun. We're having a good time. And we thought about this and we thought about us being a church family and I don't know about you, but you probably have a Christmas gathering as a family. And for us as a church, we had a dream team Christmas party and we gathered together. And so we thought, hey, let's get our church family together. Let's let's enjoy each other. That's what it's about is being together as this family that God has designed us to be. And the thing about it is that there's somebody who doesn't want you to be a part of this family. There is somebody who doesn't want you to get connected in this church family, and that's the enemy. And he doesn't want you connected. He wants you disconnected. He wants you isolated. He wants you alone. And the things that he's probably told you before, the lies that you've probably heard him tell you before is, oh, you don't need to go to church. You're fine. You don't need to go. Nobody's going to notice you're not there. Nobody's going to know you don't have to go. Or maybe he said to you, oh, you're too messed up. You don't know enough about God. Your life is a mess. You're doing this and you're doing this and you shouldn't be. And so you shouldn't be at church, right? Those are some of the things you've probably heard him say to you. Those are lies from the enemy because he doesn't want you to be a part of this family. He isn't going to just come out and tell you straight up, listen, I want to ruin your life. He's not going to say that to you. He just wants to get you off track just a little bit until one day you look up and you don't recognize where you are and it's not where you wanted to end up. That's, that's his plan. He tells you these little lies just to lead you off track just a little bit so that you don't end up where you want to be connected and part of God's family and, and allowing God to use you and your purpose and your calling that he has for you. And it's, it's kind of similar to if you think about a pilot driving an airplane, they have a destination that they want to get to. And so they have to set that course to reach that destination at the right spot. 
But if there's wind at all, if there's any other variables, if, if that pilot does not make adjustments over that course of that flight, whether it's a two-hour flight, by the end of that flight, if he hasn't made adjustments for that wind that's pushing him, he's not going to end up where he's supposed to be. He's not going to end up at the runway at the airport. He's going to end up way off course because just a little bit takes us off course over a long period of time. And so the enemy doesn't want you to be here. He does not want you to be connected because he knows that there is power when we come together. He knows when God's family joins together in unity that there is power and we become unstoppable. Yeah. Isn't that right? Is anybody here this morning? When we join together as God's family, there's power. We are unstoppable. And he knows that. And so being here, church, being a part of this church family, it's very important, very important. Yeah, it's extremely important for us. And one of the, the ways that we continue to stay on course and stay on track as a church is to constantly put an emphasis on God's Word. Uh, God's Word is so strong. It's incredible. It's absolutely the, the mode that He gives us to head in the direction that we need to. And so we will constantly be giving an emphasis on that, that God's Word is true. God's Word is right. It's powerful. It, it's inerrant, and, and it talks about the, that in the book of Isaiah in chapter 40, verse 8. It says, the grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of our God stands forever, forever and ever and ever. It's something that we can read and have a part of our life and, and, and constantly have, you know, and, and to direct us and guide us. And so for us, you know, it's extremely important. And, and there's no doubt when you read God's word and you understand the, the emphasis of his word in the church that, that we are a church, like he cares so much for us and we're a church that can care for each other, right? We can care for one another. We can care for followers of Christ. And the thing that I love, love, love is that, that the Lord not only sets it up for us to care for one another in our church, but he also sets it up for us to care for others that are not yet in the church, that uh, people who are not yet following him, people that are disconnected from the church. And uh, really, it's, it's one of the terms that, that's used in scripture is the term lost. It's people who don't know him yet. And there's tons of scripture all throughout the word about that speak of God's passion for those that are hurting, for those that are marginalized, for those that are desperate and broken. And so when you read and understand, and even the, the, what's, what's your perspective about church, right? When you think about church, is church for church people? Is, it, is church for believers or is church for non-Christians, right? Is church only for people who don't yet know him? And, and so it's, is it like people who want to grow in their faith or people who don't yet have any faith, and I know, like, I just want to share with you as the lead pastor of the church, the answer is yes. The answer is absolutely yes. Like, we plan our services and design our church, like everything, with both in mind. I mean, we want the services and the messages and the scripture to be encouraging to, and challenging to a person who is following Christ already. But we are fully aware that there are people that come to our services that are just checking this whole, like, Jesus thing out. They're just checking Christianity out. They aren't following Jesus yet. They're not sure. And they're going, hey, it's a church that meets in a movie theater. Okay, like I can try it. If it's not good, at least I can catch the 11 o'clock showing of Star Wars. Like it'll be all right, you know. And so we just, and, and so with that, you know, we just want to share that we are absolutely part of something bigger. Uh, as a church and as a church family, we are part of something that's bigger than us. And here's what I love. This 
thing that God created in church. It is designed to consume our whole life. It absolutely is designed to take up all of our life that we, when we join together, we can make a difference in a very big way. But see, the thing that's hard is, you know, sometimes we don't do that. We don't go all in, you know, with Grace Church. We don't go all in with church. We, we kind of go in partway. We go in, you know, toe deep or ankle deep and, instead of just jumping in full bore. And, and, and sometimes we just try and get by with church. Like we just go enough to make us feel good or, you know, check it off the box and kind of, you know, get this credit towards the Lord. And, and, and the, the analogy that kind of lines up well with that is, is when you and I go and get gas in our vehicle, right? And, and in fact, I want you to raise your hand. How many of you, you're more on the cautious side, when, when your fuel tank and your fuel gauge starts to, to, to get to about half, like you're, you're right at half, you start to get a little bit nervous and you're thinking about visiting a gas station. Go ahead and put your hand up. Don't be ashamed. Yeah, several people, like half tank, get, you're thinking, like, how much farther do I have to go? Do I need to stop? Yeah. How many of you would say, oh no, I'm a little bit less, about a quarter of a tank. Go ahead and put your hand up. Quarter of a tank, you start to recognize it's falling a little bit. Where are those of you that are an eighth of a tank? When it starts to get to an eighth, you're going, mm, man, it's it's going to get dicey maybe soon. Uh, and then where are some of the others of you? I have two more categories left where you're, you're the light on type person. You're the light on driver. Yeah, thank you so much for your honesty. That's on the same way, both Nicole and I, like light on, like, oh man, we better get going. But there is one more group of people. There is another group of people. We're talking not half, not quarter, not eighth, not light on. Light on, you are not bothered. You're like, wow, look at the flashing light. That's amazing. I love it. But you are that E, like empty. Like, go ahead and put your hand up high. Yeah, thank you so much for your honesty. You are like, how far can I go? How far can I push it? And let there is one more group. You've run out of gas. Where are you? You've run out of gas, side of the road. Yeah, absolutely calling somebody up like, I need some help. And so I I love that. I appreciate your honesty. But man, when you look at this analogy and how it lines up, we treat our spiritual life the same way. We absolutely do. We wait at times till we are absolutely empty until we cry out to God or we feel like we've got to get back in church and, and it just can't be that way. Yeah, because God's desire for us is to be spiritually full. That's his desire for us. He doesn't want us running on empty or or running with just on fumes. He wants us to be spiritually full because his desire for us is spiritual growth. That's his desire for us. And so we believe that the church should actually be a solution for that. It's part of that solution. And here at Grace Church, part of our vision says that we want to lead a Christ-centered life. And that means that we are filling ourselves, that we are making sure that we are not getting to that place of empty, that we are feeding on God's word, that we are worshiping, that we are serving and connecting with other people to keep ourselves full That's God's desire for us. And so we plan and prepare here at Grace Church to help each and every person achieve this. It's part of our intentionality here as a church. Like we plan and we think about how can we help people achieve this in their life, leading a Christ-centered life, filling themselves up on the things of God. How can we make that happen for people? We really put a lot of thought into that. And Sundays are one of the catalysts for this. And so we gather together and there's worship 
Because that's a time for us to connect with God. There's worship. And then there's a powerful message every week that challenges us, that gives us action steps to take for our life. And, and Sundays, they, if you think about it, they minister to our whole being. So we're fed spiritually and intellectually, emotionally, and relationally. And so again, that's God's design for us. He made us to be in relationship. He did not make us to be all alone. And his desire for us is that we grow in this journey of life. It's, it's about growing. It's about learning. Um, but, you know, life gets busy, right? Life gets busy, and so many things are going on. We fill our lives up with so many things, right? I know because I am faced with the same things in my life. My kids have this activity and this activity, and I have to do this, and I work, and all of these things, and and I'm running kids, and we're doing activities, and we're going to the grocery store, and we're meeting up with friends, and there's so many things that we can choose and we can say yes to, right? And they fill our life up. And sometimes so much so that the thing that gets pushed aside is church, is attending church, is being with our church family, serving in church and in our community. Those things get pushed aside. And sometimes we feel like, oh, it's okay. It's no problem. It's all right. I I went to church once this month. It's good. I'm good. That's all I needed. I got filled up, you know, went once this month. I'm all filled up now. That's, that's not how it works. That's not going to give us the sustaining that we need. And so God's design for us is family. It is connection, and it's togetherness. That's his design for us. Because when we're not coming in and being connected in with the family, we're all, all by ourselves. We're isolated, and we're alone. And again, the enemy wants us to be there. But God's design is connectedness and togetherness. And it's to meet together as a body of Christ. That's how he designed this for us as well. It tells us in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23 to 25, it says, let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promise. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. And so let us not neglect our meeting together. That lets us know that God thinks this is a priority. He feels like us being together is a priority. And so that's what church family is about. It gives us that opportunity to come together, and we get to grow together. We get to encourage each other, and he's called us each to use our gifts to serve each other. It's such a beautiful design that he's made, and so he wants us to be meeting together. And the thing about it is this is one of the big ways that we can do that. We can come together and encourage each other and grow, but... It's also not the only way for us to spiritually grow. We have to be able to do that on our own as well. And so you come on a Sunday, and then during the week, you're supposed to be filling yourself and feeding on God's Word and worship and prayer time on your own. That's what He desires for us. That's how we're going to keep ourselves growing spiritually. And one of the ways we do that here is through 
SOAP Bible study method. I don't know if you've ever heard of that before, but we have it available on the table as you leave and at our Connection Center. But it's a simple Bible reading plan where you just read a chapter of Scripture and you write down in a journal what you saw in that Scripture and then what God was telling you, and then you write out a prayer. It's such a simple way to look at Scripture. But when I do that, every time I do that, God gives me something specific just for me. And it brings the Bible relevant into my life. And so we encourage people to do that, to be in, in the Word, and, um, and also to, to be praying as well. We have prayer journal guides as well to teach you how to pray as God has designed in Scripture. He gives us an outline for that. You can learn how to do that through this prayer journal. I use it daily as well. It's incredible. But those are things we should be doing on our own to continue growing. And the thing is, because when you're growing, then you're able to reach back to somebody who's not as far as you, and you're able to help them, you're able to bring them along. And that's how God designed it. We should have someone in our life who's pouring into us and we're learning from, and then we should be reaching back to someone who's behind us and saying, hey, come on, why don't you try this? This, this works really well for me. God was showing me this. I just want to share it with you. So it should, it should look like that, where we have a mentor, and then we're mentoring somebody. And some of this is what happens in our connection groups. And so you can be mentoring people by being a connection group leader. You don't have to know it all, but you're farther along in the journey than someone else. And that's what we do as church family. We include everyone. We bring everyone along. And so being a connection group leader, you're going to mentor someone else. And then when you're in a group, then someone is pouring into you as well. And so one of the core values we have at Grace Church is that we are better together. And this happens in our connection groups. This happens when we're serving together on Sundays because we believe we need to be known, loved, and challenged through authentic relationship. And so that comes through connection groups. That comes through serving by loving and giving to other people around us. And so we have got to get to the point where we're feeding ourselves throughout the week. We come on Sundays, we get encouraged and lifted up, and then during the week we are feeding ourselves because it's time to do this. It's time for us to grow. It's time for us to feed ourselves so we can encourage other people, other people in our family to do the same thing. Along with that spiritual growth and helping us grow and others grow around us, you know, one of the things that we absolutely see as part of that spiritual growth is to reach other people that don't yet know the Lord. I mean, we, we are a very welcoming church on, on purpose. You know, we want people who don't yet know Jesus to come and feel like feel his love and experience it where it's undeniable, right? To feel that embrace. And so those, those people who haven't yet surrendered to Christ, you know, in scripture and, and even just sometimes in church, we, we have what, what, you know, sometimes it's called Christianese. It's, it's Christian words or churchy words that people use. And so sometimes, you know, somebody who doesn't know Christ yet, we call them lost. And, you know, if you talk to somebody who doesn't know Jesus yet, they're like, lost? Like, why are you calling me lost? I'm not lost. I'm right here. Like, what are you talking about? Why would you call me lost? And so here's what I would say to you if you're one of those people. We know you're not lost, but we also feel that you're not home yet. And that's why we say what we do, because I believe that God has created you for a reason. Uh, he has given you a purpose beyond yourself, and that's amazing. But 
the reality is, is you cannot fully live into that until you surrender your life over to Christ. I mean, he's the, the savior that came, the reason we celebrate Christmas and all that he is, but he is God's son. He is the perfect sacrifice that we have to know. We have to have this embrace from him and, and surrender to him to know who we are, uh, to know who God has created us to be. Because sometimes when you talk to people, we like the idea about being called a child of God. When we say, oh, I'm a child of God, it just kind of makes us feel good. You know, and, and when we talk about being adopted into God's family, but the reality is, is if you have not yet turned your life over to Christ and believe in him as your savior, you are not a child of God. That's just how it works. And there's too many people who have not done that yet. Like far too many people. So for us as a church and pastors and team and, you know, for us as a church body, like we have a big purpose. We have a lot of people in our community that need to experience the Lord's love because there's different reasons why people aren't following Jesus yet. You know, so some people, they just would say, well, I don't believe in God. And so if I don't believe in God, then, you know, your Jesus is totally irrelevant. He doesn't matter. Or people just don't believe that there is a heaven or hell. You know, when you talk about what happens when you die, they're like nothing. It just kind of ends and it's done. And, 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 or, you know, even the third reason is some people don't feel like they need a savior because if they do enough good, then they're hoping it just kind of works out at the end. You know, and so there's various reasons why people don't believe and, and follow. But man, I'll, I'll tell you what, uh, I, sometimes we just have to put ourselves in their place and, and know who they are and experience who they are because sometimes they need to feel like they belong before they're willing to take a step to believe. And that's why we're the type of church that we are. And so, and I get it, right? I mean, sometimes we walk into a new place and we're a little skeptical, a little concerned, or, you know, have these, you know, ideas or thoughts in our mind. And, you know, one of them is, okay, I'm going to try this out, but are they real? Are they genuine? Are these authentic people? And so we are, like, we're, we're genuine in who we are. Now, here's one of the misunderstandings. Oftentimes, people who are not in church, they think church people should be perfect. And, and like, we're not perfect. We are not perfect, but we are passionate. Uh, we absolutely are passionate about Jesus. And we understand that in our imperfection, that we have forgiveness and cleansing. And we get new life in Christ. And, and that's amazing to receive his grace, his, his unconditional grace towards us. And so we don't want you or anyone else to think that you have to have it all together to come to church or to be here. And, and so you can absolutely put your faith in Christ and follow him and, and have access to God and to become all that he has created you to be. I mean, we're talking about the father who has created you and he designed you with a specific purpose. And he wants you to live into that. And, and even possibly to put your faith in Christ today. That's the step that has to happen in order for you to achieve that. Yeah. We absolutely love to help to bring lost people to know Christ, and that's part of our heart here. And if you're part of this church, if you're part of this family, we want to all of us to always remember those who aren't following Jesus yet. We want them to be at the forefront of our hearts, the forefront of our minds. That's why we talk about you inviting people with you, bringing someone with you. If this has impacted your life in some way, this church family has blessed you and has surrounded you. There is someone else out there that needs that too. Don't let them miss out simply because you may be a little nervous about asking them to come or bringing them with you. And so we want to bring those people in with us. We want them to, to let them know that, hey, there's room in our family for you. 
we want this family to continue growing and we have room for more. And that's what this is all about. God's kingdom and his church is, is supposed to be expanding and growing. And that's what this is ab about. And so we need to be wearing love out in our community. That's another one of our core values here is to wear love out. We use our gifts to serve others with the love of Jesus. That's what he's called us to do, and it's one of our core values here. We wear love out. We go in the community, and we, we share about Jesus. We show the love through our actions, and we invite people in. And our church is actually known in our community for this exact thing. We are known in the community for being an incredibly generous and impactful church. In fact, just last week, we received an award from the Best of Melbourne. It's called the Best of Melbourne Awards for 2019, and we received an award for outreach. Um, and so it's incredible. Uh, we're known for this in the community. People are hearing about it. This is our reputation. And so this is who we are as a church. And so we're always going to be willing to share the love of Christ with everyone. And sometimes it's a simple invitation um, I know this past week, my, my heart was just full of joy. My 10-year-old my son, he kept asking me for more and more Christmas Eve invite cards. And every time we went to the store, he would grab the cards off of the center part in my car. He would grab cards, and we would go in the store, and he would give them to every person that we encountered in the store. And he was inviting them to Christmas Eve service. And one time we went in the store, and he forgot them, and he said, I got to go back to the car. And he ran back to the car. And I think over this last week, he's invited like 35 people, which is incredible. But our heart should be that way for somebody. We don't know if they know Christ or not. So just a simple invitation. Hey, come join me. That could change someone's life forever, forever. It's incredible. And so how is, how is somebody going to know unless we're the ones telling them? And God has asked us to do that. In John chapter 4, verse 35, it says, You know the saying, four months between planting and harvest. But I say, wake up, look around. The fields are already ripe for harvest. And so this is our community. Our community is ripe for the harvest. And so we are the ones that are called to go and to tell. Our community is full of people who need Jesus they are hurting. They are just alone. They feel like there's no one there for them. They feel alone, and they're desperate for the hope of Christ. They're desperate, and especially this time of year, everyone is looking for hope, and this is a wonderful time for us to do that, and so we want you talking to your neighbors, your friends, your coworkers, your boss, your family member. Those are the people that are around you in your life, and those are some of the people that are hurting. And they may not even tell you, but they're hurting, and they feel alone, and they feel like God has forgotten them. And it is us to go and tell them and show them and share with them. And so we need to be praying for them. And that's what God has asked us to do. He's asked us to pray for those who don't know him yet. So we're praying for them, but not just praying for them, but praying for them and then bringing them along with you. We will always welcome those who do not know Christ. Our doors will always be open to those who don't know Christ. No matter where they are in their walk, in life, no matter what they're going through, no matter what they're experiencing, this is going to be a safe place for everyone. 
This is a family. And so you are welcome in this family, and it is a safe place. And we want them to have an opportunity here to say yes to Jesus. To say yes to Jesus. That we want to give them that opportunity. As, as Pastor Aaron was saying, it's, it's a huge part of who we are. And we make sure that we do that regularly on Sundays. And so if you're bringing people who need that hope, if you're bringing people who don't know Christ yet, they're going to have an opportunity to accept him in their life. And so far this year in 2019, we've had 85 people say yes to Jesus. 85 have said yes to Jesus this year, which is incredible. And that's what God has asked us to do. He's asked us to reach those people. He's asked us to bring them to know him. And so our family is not done growing. Our family is not done growing. We've got a couple of great opportunities coming up with the Space Coast City Fest. You've heard us talk about this a number of times. It's coming in March. It's a huge outreach event in our community where hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of churches are joining together for this massive outreach called City Fest. And it's going to be happening in March. And back in October, there was a big event, and some of you went to that. And they asked you to write down the names of five people that you know need Christ and to begin praying for them. Because we are believing in our community coming in March for thousands of salvations, just thousands, for just a spiritual awakening to come. And so if you didn't do that back in October, you need to do that. Write down the names of five people that you can be praying for who you can invite and and bring in. Um, to either the City Fest or here at church, because we want to bring those people to Christ. That's what we're called to do. This is who we are. This is our biblical mandate, and they need to hear about it, and they need us to tell them. They need us to tell them. It tells us in Romans 10, verse 13 to 14, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they've never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? That's us. That's someone to tell them that's us. And so we've got to be willing to share the love of Christ. And so we absolutely love when we hear the stories of this church family doing this in our community, and we do, we hear the stories, and they're incredible, and we are so proud of you when you do this. When we hear these stories of people going in our community and sharing the love and and wearing love out, it just absolutely makes us so incredibly proud, and recently there was a family that comes to our church, and they were at the store, and another family was there, and it was dark, and this family came out of the store, and they realized this other family was at their car, and they had a flat tire. So the family from our church went over to them and helped them change their tire, gave them an invitation to church, and those people have been coming. That's what it looks like, and we're so proud of you when you do those things, when you pay for someone's coffee who's next in line with you, when you go out and help somebody move their things and, and, and serve them. It makes us so proud, and we hear those stories, and that's what it's all about, and you do that, and we just want to keep that going and continue that wearing love out. So our spiritual growth, you know, encompasses helping those who don't yet 
yet know Christ. And, and then absolutely the second piece to that is, is just our spiritual growth and, and helping us in the church. And so that's the second point that we want to share is churches should be growing uh, and, and sharing the love of Christ. And, and we experience that. And we read it in Acts chapter 2, verse 47. It says, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. And so a life-giving church is the most effective means of impacting a community. I mean, that, that, there's no doubt about it. There's no doubt in our mind. That's why we're so passionate about what we do and who we are. And because most of us, like somebody brought us here. There's a reason you're here. There's a person. You can go back to the name, the person you know, that, that helped you get to this place. And so we only do that if we like it. Right? We only do that if we like a church. It's, it's kind of like if you went to a restaurant and you're like, oh, I tried this new restaurant out and the food was terrible and the service was worse and I think I want to go back. You want to come with me? It's like, what? Like, no, like that's not, oh, I went to this church. It was so boring. It was so dead and lifeless. It was a waste of time. Like, you should come with me. Like, we don't do that. Like, that's just like no way. I, and so that's not us. Right? Praise God. That is not Grace Church and who we are. We absolutely have a strong vision in who we are and in impacting the, com- impacting the community, connecting people through relationships to help every single one of us lead a Christ in our life. And this 2019 has been an incredible year for us, you know, seeing salvations and baptisms and outreach in the community. And, and we are strong as a church. It, it's amazing to see, you know, what God does. And, and we are super excited about 2020 and what God is bringing and what the future holds. And I mean, we, I shared last week how we're going to be launching out on prayer and fasting on January 5th through the 26th. And so 21 days. And so we want you to begin thinking mentally, emotionally, physically, how you're going to be fasting, because that's how we experience breakthrough in our life. And, and so we're hoping and believing that we'll see significant breakthrough in our church, significant breakthrough in your lives, in our community. You know, we still are, are holding, we feel like we're so close uh, to breaking ground on our land for our building. There just is amazing things that we're hopeful for and looking towards, you know, for this next year and this 2020. And so I just want to take this opportunity and just pray for us together as a church, church family, and, and for all of us, those that don't yet know Christ in the community and for our Christmas Eve service, I think we need to be praying together for Tuesday and what's going to happen. Because I'll tell you what, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be powerful. And so we certainly hope to see you there on Tuesday. So let's go ahead and go ahead and grab the, the hand of the person next to you. Uh, if you're, you're with them, just, just to show our unity uh, as a church. And so let's, let's go ahead and pray together. Uh, Lord God, we come before you. And Father, I thank you for your power, your goodness, your grace, your anointing on this church. Lord Jesus, thank you for being the head of Grace Church. We just absolutely declare that in who you are. You're our Savior. You're our Lord. You're the Messiah. And you came for us. And you are the head of this church. And we want nothing else. Lord, we just want to be part of your body. So show us our role. Show us our part. Where do we fit in this body of Grace Church that you have designed? And Lord, that you would continue to help us to be healthy and strong in our body and in this church and in who we are. And Lord, that, that we would be effective in serving one another and serving those in our community. Lord, we pray for those who don't yet know you in our community. Lord, our friends, our family members, our bosses, our co-workers, Lord, we lift them up in prayer right now. God, we know what it is to be with you and feel connected with you. We, we can't imagine life without you. But Lord, there's those who don't yet, and they, they're not experiencing that uplifting. And so we pray for them by name. We see their face right now. We ask that you would pour out your Holy Spirit on them, that they would feel this conviction of your spirit and drawing near towards you. And Lord, we pray for the Christmas Eve service. 
Uh, Lord, we know it's going to be amazing. It's going to be incredible, and we're so excited about it. So God, would you iron out every detail, everything that's got to happen, but God, bigger than that, Jesus, would you come? Holy Spirit, would you show up? God, would your presence be there as we honor you on this coming Tuesday, as we celebrate Jesus' birth with our friends and family and those in our community? And Lord, we bless you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.